Hey, welcome to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. I'm Stephanie, and I'm going to be your host on today's episode. Uh, so today we're going to talk about social media, specifically social media marketing for musicians. And to help us talk about this, we've got a bunch of TuneCore employees here with us. Uh, we've got Kevin Cornell, our content blog editor. Hi, Kevin. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we've also got Justin Golsher, uh, the TuneCore social project director. Hey, guys. Cool. So to start, I guess we'll start with Kevin. Do you want to kind of give a rundown, briefly discuss what your background is in marketing and social media? Sure. So um, working in music, I've kind of uh, dabbled between doing some publicity and artist development stuff. And then here at TuneCore, I kind of started as our first uh, social media manager, kind of played around in the marketing department with email. And uh, I currently edit and manage the blog as well. And we cover a lot of uh, you know, helpful stuff for independent artists to further their career, kind of no matter what genre they're in, what career level they're at, what we're looking to do is just offer a nice educational resource, um, kind of tapping a lot of experts on the shoulder to weigh in. And obviously social media continues to be a huge part of that. Um, yeah. And Justin? Yeah. So, um, I'm, uh, formerly the founder of, uh, Jesco, uh, which is a social media management and analytics tool that, uh, TuneCore acquired in October last year, and since then I've come on board um, to uh, lead the project and the integration into TuneCore um, and what is now called uh, TuneCore Social. Um, the reason we originally created the product was we, you know, really wanted to help independent artists, um, you know, have get their music heard around the world. So we wanted to create a set of tools that could uh, easily help them achieve that. And what's really exciting is that. Uh the day that this podcast is launching is actually the day that we are launching TuneCore Social 2.0, uh, which features a pro tier and the TuneCore Social Pro app, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So um, basically, it's uh, a much more robust offering of uh, what exists on the on the web. And then also, we are uh, we're launching mobile apps. So we'll have an uh, iOS app and also a um, an Android app. So we're really excited about that. Sweet. Um, so just about social media in general, before you even create your social profiles, what's the very first thing that you should do when you're a new artist and you're starting out and you're trying to market yourself um, online? Um, so, you know, it's really important to just start with the start with the basics. Um, and, you know, the first step is to focus on on your brand and making sure that um that you get your brand right and, and ensure that the brand is consistent across all the different um, social media channels. So you should work with a good graphic designer uh, to ensure that you're presenting your uh, your brand as consistent as possible and that it's uh, pro professional. Because uh, you know this is where this is everyone's first impression when they go to your social channels. That's immediately what you what they see. So you really want to make sure that that looks um, that looks professional. And then after that, you really want to you know invite all of your friends and, 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 uh, family to follow your page, email everyone, you know, who's interested in your, you know, music project, get the word out. Hey guys, you know, check out my social pages, follow me. Um, and it's really important to, uh, you know, all that is really important to kind of start a foundation from that. And, um, you know, ultimately you, you just build from there, you know, starting in your local community, um, as you perform more, you, you meet more people, you just continue to, to grow, um, grow from there. Yeah. I think it's, it's actually like really underestimated the value of establishing a brand just when you're trying to market yourself in general, like 
there is a freedom in creating a structure for yourself and saying, you know, this is how I'm going to communicate to fans. This is how I'm going to communicate to venues and managers. And I can do a lot of stuff within that, that structure. Um, but, but having those brand guidelines, I think is really important. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's 2017. If you're an artist who's just starting to have to think about their social media presence and how they're going to build an audience there. And, you know, that's all stuff they've kind of experienced in their personal lives more than likely. I mean, obviously we all know people who like to avoid being on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, um, just as personal preference. But at the end of the day, it's, it's very ingrained in our society to be on social media, especially if, you know, you're a younger artist. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's a big matter of just, getting over that mental hump of being like, oh, now I have to promote myself. Now I have to talk about me and I'm, I'm not just sharing pictures with my aunts and uncles and, and catching up with people from high school. And, it, you know, I mean, artists can really take notes from their peers, even if they don't consider them to be peers yet in terms of success. You can look at those artists you like and that you follow on social media and, and just take notes without ripping them off. Yeah. And I think that leads me to my next question, which is, okay, so you've created your accounts, you've gotten your friends and family to like your your social channels or your profiles, how do you take the next step and, and find people who actually like your music because they like your music and not because they're friends with you or family? I think that's stuff. I mean, you know, a lot of that happens in the real world, right? I mean, um, getting out and playing shows locally, as Justin referred to earlier, that's a huge part of it. Um, can never underestimate the importance of live performances mainly just because it helps you grow as an artist uh, but it also helps you build a fan base and then you know from there it's it's about strategy it's about who are you trying to attract and where are these people hanging out online and and how are you going to get it to them without coming off as spammy because we all lived through the you know 2009 through 2012 era where every band and artist was joining facebook and twitter and everything and it just became the norm uh and we can all i think people just have a lower tolerance for spam uh, and and want some level of genuine interaction with art with with the artists that they like or potentially like. And at the end of the day, it comes down to just being available on social. It's just one part of the puzzle uh, of getting yourself out there. As long as they can find you on social, that's a huge huge step to to take. Yeah, I think uh, Kevin brought up a, an important point. It's really about understanding who your audience is and who the you know the audiences that you want to target. So. Um, depending on the style of music that you uh, that you create, you may want to look and and see you know which other. If you were to come up a list of let's say five uh, different artists that um, inspire you or would be in the same category, look and see how they're engaging with their fans. And um, you know some of the platforms like Facebook offer you the opportunity to uh, to market directly to those fans. So maybe you do a cover song of a, of a well-established artist in a particular genre. I've seen tons of uh, success with that. I mean, you know, that's how Justin Bieber got discovered. He was, he was doing cover songs on YouTube. So um, ultimately it's all about really understanding who the audience is that you want to target and finding creative ways to reach them. And I think that that goes into channel differentiation too. Like you're, everybody's going to have a different audience and everybody's audience is going to react differently to different channels. You know, you're going to have some artists that are really popular on Snapchat versus Instagram, like Beyonce, an enormous artist, obviously like barely tweets. I don't think she's tweeted since like 2014 and she still has like thousands of followers, but on Instagram is really like her bread and butter. 
Um, so what what is the value of channel differentiation? Uh, you know, I, I mean, I see that all the time as a fan and as someone who uses social, you know, I don't live and die by it. Um, but I'm always impressed when, you know, some of the more, you know, if we can bring it down to scale a little bit, you know, to some of those smaller independent artists that I follow and listen to, obviously, uh, are, some of them just crush it on Twitter because they're really funny or really topical and or just have this voice that they've established that, again, it's another piece of the puzzle, right? That, that This band has been touring or this band has been promoting themselves the right way to get to where they are, but they've kept that consistent voice and it's funny and it's interesting or it's, you know, it's informative. But then you go to their Facebook page and you're really just there to maybe check an event if they're even doing that, right? Um, so it's about finding what your fans like. And, you know, it's, I think, at the be- at the, the luxury of being at the beginning part of, um, you know, sort of discovering your voice and discovering your uh, best tactics for social promotion um, is experimenting and having fun and, and, and seeing what works where, right? And not to, you know, and not to forget to go back to that as well. Because as you start to gain followers in different directions, continue to experiment just because people are hearing more about you doesn't mean that they you know scroll back six months to read all those funny things you said about a topic that is completely irrelevant now yeah i mean even as as a fan like there's a band called hop along and they have um like the lead singer typically runs their uh their twitter account and every now and then she'll just go on these tangents where she's like oh yeah i was writing a song and then i started thinking about this and then i thought about that and it's something that i really enjoy and i don't really interact with them on social media in any other capacity or like like chance the rapper his instagram story is consistently every single day just his daughter like being a baby and it's something that has nothing to do with his music but i love it so it's created this kind of brand loyalty for me um, of like, you know, with Chance, it's like on Twitter, he posts a lot of promotional stuff. Um, but but on Instagram, I'm getting a totally different experience. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and every, you know, every platform is is used a different way. I mean, some some artists prefer Instagram because it's a visual platform. And, and at the end of the day, they're they're creators. So they they like to to create uh content so um you know that can serve you well if 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 you have a lot of fans on on that platform but the most important thing is really just to be authentic authentic and and as engaging as possible so even if that means you're not necessarily you know promoting your music you're sharing something um uh, personal that um helps you connect with your fans yeah and you might find that you're the long-winded type that's cool use Facebook, you know, if you, if you have some messaging, you want to get out to people outside of the realm of your music, which a, you should be doing it, but B don't feel like you have the following of of people who care or, you know, not care, I shouldn't say, but you know, uh, have the attention span to follow all those tweets in a row. You can really get that out on Facebook and, you know, Facebook sharing capabilities are not to be under, you know, underestimated, right? Uh, they, get shared pretty quickly. A lot of people have large networks where that people start sharing stuff. They don't even know that they're sharing an artist's opinion or, you know, weighing in on something. And it, it can be really beneficial. Uh, and then kind of accidentally, if you just have something on your mind that you want to get out. Um, and again, that all comes down to experimenting. Maybe your fans really aren't into that. Maybe they're super active. Um, it's, it's all part of the fun. Yeah. I also think too, like if you have an older demographic, there's no point in being on Snapchat, you know, like you're, you're, Fans are going to be on Facebook. Um, you don't think Lyle Lovett's on Snapchat? I don't. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I think that brings me to uh, to really like the meat of it is analytics and and how this t- ties into TuneCore Social. I mean, a- as an artistic person in general, um, I I think it's sometimes really overwhelming because you're just like numbers and math and no thank you. So what is the value of of analytics? What's the value of viewing them all in one place like you would on TuneCore Social? Um, yeah, so, you know, analytics are really important because ultimately um, it's a way of benchmarking, you know, yourself and also the performance of whatever it is that you're doing to understand what's working, right? So, I mean, even if you were, let's say you're going on a diet, you'd probably would, you know, say, okay, I want to lose a certain amount of weight, you know, per week. And then you would track yourself against that. Well, ultimately, like that's where data comes into play. Those, that's where these uh, key performance indicators are important. So, and what's a key performance indicator? A KPI? Uh, yeah. KPI? Uh, KPI. Yeah. A KPI, KPI. is, um, is basically, um, a measurement, uh, that you're, that you're tracking against. So, um, in the case of, you know, social media, maybe you're looking at, uh, the followers you have across the different channels, that would be, um, a KPI that you would track. So you would compare, let's say over the last week, the last two weeks, the last month and see how you're doing or, um, maybe you're interested in, in understanding how your content is, um, is performing, how people are engaging with that. So you would look at, you know, the likes, comments, and shares. So basically those are the, the metrics that, um, that are being tracked. And then you, you may have a set of uh, goals that, um, that you're trying to achieve. So the KPIs are basically the, the data goals of whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, but it's really important to track all of that because, you know, ultimately you want to ensure that you're connecting with your audience. So if you're sharing content and people are not engaging with your content, then you may need to take a step back and say, okay, well, either I shouldn't be, you know, marketing on this platform, or maybe I need to change the content, or maybe I need to change the time of the day I'm posting. Cause actually I don't have any fans in America. I have all my fans in Europe or in Asia. So, um, you know, it really depends on, on the individual, but, but it's really important to track those metrics because especially as you grow your career as an independent artist, um, it's, you know, you want to get the attention of um, promoters and, and maybe you want to be signed by a record label in the future. And, uh, that's going to be an important part of that discussion. They're going to want to know that you have, um, an audience and being able to engage with fans on social media is a great way to show that, that you truly have an audience. If I can land somewhere in between um, what Stephanie said at first uh, in reference to, you know, obviously artists and bands full of artists are typically led by creative minded people um, that maybe are a little put off by the notion of looking at analytics for something as simple as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right? Um, what Justin went into is hugely important as your career furthers because you can really start to utilize the analytics in a different way. Um, but I, I just kind of want to like, I think it's important to focus on what Stephanie said, right? Because if we're talking about artists who are really trying to tighten up their social media game and they don't necessarily have the followings yet, or they don't necessarily have the level of engagement yet, they, they kind of feel like, well, why do I need to look at insights and analytics, right? Why do I need to look at performance? All comes back to what I was talking about earlier, which is just experimentation, finding out what works. You could be using it to find out that you get you know, more traction at a certain time of day. If that's what you're if that's what you're gleaning from all that, it's great, right? It's it's just good habits, I think. It's it's uh dismissing the notion that you shouldn't be looking at analytics until you have X amount of followers. Um and I, I think people in general, um, at any level of a creative pursuit tend to see 
X amount of followers, you know, they, they tend to quantify things by exactly how many followers they have or how many likes they have. And, you know, we're all looking at it. We get it. It makes sense. But early on, that's just going to discourage you. And it's not really that important to focus on. You should be focusing on what's working um, for those 11 followers you have, for those 200 followers you have, for that first thousand followers you have. Those are important people. Those are people that started following you first. Um, and to Justin's point, as you expand that following and you, you start to find out you have followings elsewhere, um, you know, outside of your country, maybe that's, that's when the data gets a little bit more hands on. But you, if you, if you get started early, you kind of, you can be ready for that sort of thing. I think it's again, just don't sleep on it. You know, don't, don't make it your life at first, but you know, don't sleep on it. It's, it's important stuff. Yeah. I think when you look at everything, when you, when you take a step back on a service like TuneCore Social, where you can look at all of your posts at once and see what was successful and what wasn't, it, you can, you can get a clearer picture of like, oh, did this tweet do well because I referenced a brand or because I like tagged a venue or did it do well because of the content? Like, do people really like the video that I posted or things like that? And, and it helps you figure out how to do more of that thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like anything, any pursuit in life, it's really important to clearly establish, you know, what your goals are. I mean, you should have goals, very clear set goals in your career as an artist. Um, you should have very clear goals for, for social media, um, as well. And that's where the data really comes into play. And, and, you know, remember that goals can change. And if you can use that data to head in another direction, if you want, that's all the better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that brings me to, um, so, so once you, look at these analytics, you know what works and what doesn't. Um, it brings you to paid media or boosted posts, um, which I think just generally boosted posts seem like they're more of a call to action, um, trying to get somebody to download your album, trying to get people to buy tickets to your show or buy your merch. So when is it, when is it valuable to boost a post and when is it kind of just a cash cow? You know, I think it depends on what you're sharing, right? If you're the type to be sharing something original and new and you're really psyched about it, uh, whether that's like what Justin said earlier, like a cover or something like that, um, whether it's a written content that you want to share or important information about a show or a regional tour that you're, that's coming up, that's when you can start to experiment with small amounts of money around stuff. Um, I think the biggest misconception around sponsored or paid posts and on any platform is that A, you need a lot of money and B... Uh, it seems inauthentic. I think we've kind of gotten over that point in um, in the arts and in society in general. I mean, I think we got over that point a while ago, personally, uh, when the notion of selling out and licensing your music for a Taco Bell ad is totally cool. Um, putting five bucks behind a post because Facebook's algorithm uh, challenges you to do it isn't so bad. It's not so harmful to your reputation, especially if you're just trying to build a reputation. But, I, you know, from time to time, I see as a user of, you know, Facebook uh, specifically artists that will be putting out sponsored stuff and it's you know it might just be to get my attention about the band but to like their page um that's just because i liked another artist that they're helping to target and that can go a long way they may have just put like ten dollars behind that post for all i know uh when i see a show or some sort of event with bands that i don't necessarily listen to or like on facebook and they're targeting me because they're in new york and they're coming up from philly or they're coming up from baltimore or from alaska or wherever um it can be super effective uh, and it, it it can go a long way in sort of driving um, attention to your event in an area where someone is is pretty open to that sort of thing. I mean, 
you know, I'm a pretty rabid music fan. I go to shows with bands that I barely know all the time, uh, just because I live in Brooklyn and I can do that. So, but the opposite of that is like I never go to shows, but when a band that I really like is playing and I see that they're playing, I'm like, yes, let me get a ticket. Exactly. And Facebook, as much as we all love it, uh, it its algorithms are not really set up for success for a lot of people who like pages, uh, and that can be really frustrating. I think we've all been there as fans when we see that a band that we like or an artist that we like uh, was in town last week. So it can go a long way, and, 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 and you can really stretch out a budget. We have, we have a really great guest blogger, uh, a guy named Don Bartlett, who chimes in on our blog once in a while about just stretching a budget on Facebook and really utilizing it well and not going overboard and seeing the effectiveness of it. And that's a perfect time to analyze that data and see what worked. And a controversial question, but buying followers, yay or nay? I, I think if you do it right, it's okay. Um, I think if you're just looking, because there is, I mean, listen, we all know if you go to a band's Twitter page or a, their Facebook page and they got like seven to 53 followers, there's something about it. There's something about it where you're just like, okay, I don't really know this band that well. I haven't seen them live. Or, or you're maybe not I've heard serious one about Twitter. Like, sorry? Like if they have that yeah. few followers, you're like, yeah. oh, you're not serious. I think it's more important for an artist to, when I land on their page to be updating all the time. If I see that your last update was October 2016 and you have 30,000 followers, it's not going to make me like you anymore. Like that, that, that image, like that, that resonates with people, I think. And it's no matter what, it's just the age we live in. People are worried about fans. I think if you are going to buy fans, Again, I'm not recommending it or not recommending it, but if you're going to do it, just do it smart. You know, don't buy 250,000 Twitter followers and then have no retweets or likes or anything like that. And, and same for Facebook. It's just, it, it's a bad look. People are going to see through it. But if you want to start out with a thousand to boost a little bit of credibility and you kind of wean more people off or, you know, kind of get rid of some of these bots as you start to attract more new followers. It's it's very much a, uh, an image and vanity thing. Yeah, I, I actually would strongly advise against uh, buying any followers, and the, and the main reason is that you're not going to get any engagement from fan from fake fans, and uh, so it's going to tank your engagement, right? Yeah, exactly. You're you're and and it also uh, negatively impacts um, uh, because of the algorithms that Facebook has. It negatively impacts the real fans you have, their ability to see your content. So. Let's say you have 10,000 fans and, or, well, let's say a thousand and maybe a majority of them are fake. Um, you're not getting any engagement on your content. So therefore, Facebook is not going to prioritize your content in front of the real fans who are liking your content. So, um, so I definitely don't think it, it, it makes sense to do that. Um, you, you know, there's no secret, uh, formula for any of this. Honestly, it, it's, you just have to start somewhere and you have to build things organically. Like it, you have to understand it's not going to happen overnight. Um, and it's something you're going to have to work, work on, uh, over time to, to build. So, so yeah, definitely just focus on, uh, you just the, the, the objective is to really just try to engage with people and build an audience. There's lots of things you can do. You can follow, um, start following, uh, people who are, you know, following other artists that that um, that you like or that are that have a similar style of music, that's a good way to um, you know to, to to start somewhere of getting the right fans. Um, if you don't have any money to to spend on on ads, um, but but you you really do need to to start somewhere. Cool, and so I guess just like 
one or two final questions before we wrap up is uh, what's the most overrated or underrated part of social media um, as a musician? Um, you know, I think the most underrated is when it comes to touring, uh, the ability to really showcase what you're doing on tour, um, utilizing social media to get people into the venue and using social media to connect with venues and other bands and other out of market uh, entities. So that could be you're on tour, you've done sound check and you got four hours to go. You can pop around whatever town or city you're in and, you know, sort of document what you're doing. And I, I, I think that is the stuff, uh, you know, going back to what you were saying, stuff that has maybe nothing to do with music that people really enjoy. And not only are you, you're, you're, you're kind of hitting a lot of birds with one stone there. You're, you're posting and you're, you're showing engagement. You're, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do as an artist because that's, it's important. Like we've reiterated a million times to be sharing stuff. Um, you're bringing in locality, right? Like you're, you're bringing in a local, uh, store or venue or you know whatever it might be if you you want to go check out some popular hot dog place or some ice cream place or some bar that everyone loves um you can take a photo there you can check in you can do all the stuff and those places are going to react people are going to see that you're in town too and so third and probably the most important people who follow you in these territories are going to know you're here uh and you're increasing the likelihood of getting them in the door so i i, I think that you know it might be kind of obvious to a lot of people, but I think it can be pretty underrated to utilize social media on tour. And you don't have to treat it like a diary. You don't have to treat it like, uh, you know, this epic thing. But people like that stuff. It's fun. It's funny. You can be goofy. You can be whimsical. You can sort of help. It all goes a long way in establishing your voice, I think. Yeah, I would say um, probably the one of the most overlooked parts of social media is really just the importance of content. Um, you know, so everything that you share on social media is a reflection of you and your brand. So it's really important to, um, you know, focus on creating nice content to share and have an important message that way. Ultimately that's going to get the most, uh, engagement. And a lot of people complain, they say, Oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. But if you're really serious about their career, some of the best artists out there, they're, they are micromanagers across every part of, you know, what they do. And, um, ultimately, as an independent artist, it's like running any any small business. Uh, as a small business owner, you need to understand how to run your business, and a very important part of that is digital marketing and and social media. And you don't need to you don't need to constantly post. You you don't need to be like, oh, I'm setting up right now. Now's the time to post on my Instagram. Like you can schedule things. You can plan out things before you even go on tour, so that you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can sit down every week and say, okay, well, what am I going to do this week? So I have like a creative session where you say, oh, well, you know, what am I going to share on social media? And you can create a calendar and, and make a plan and, and just do it. I think overrated is um, being above using social media as an artist. Mm. Uh, you know, you're creative, you're making really good music and you're improving every day. Choosing to completely ignore social media because it's just not your thing listen, I mean, that's fine. It's your prerogative, your prerogative excuse me. Um, but there's only so many artists that are going to get away with that, with, with, you know, be, with really being able to, uh, where it's not going to hurt them, I guess, you know, or, or it's not going to help advance their career in any way. If, if you are an overnight success, if you really work hard at it and start to blow up and you still choose to not be available on any of these platforms whatsoever, um, I think you're, I think you're really missing out. And I think, it's very much a vanity thing, and it, it, you know, it, it, 
it's about finding your voice. I know I keep saying that, but like you can be a, a total introvert and still use social media. You can be shady as hell and still use social media. You can, you know, if that's your voice and your brand on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, great. Like just be there, be there, be available. Realize that people are going to want to get in touch with you that way. Realize that, you know, when no one shows up to your next show in Philly because uh, you didn't have a Facebook event for it or you didn't talk to anyone about it in any way whatsoever. Because you don't own a cell phone because you've romanticized like being off of the grid. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, listen, I'm all for the burner phone, but, you know, just just don't don't get mad when no one shows up. Well, yeah, I mean, it, the game is all about the hustle and like the hustle is on social media. So... Yeah, that was very, uh, that was a very mogul-esque of you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it is like, like in order to get recognized by people, like you really got to hustle and like push yourself because people aren't going to, like people don't have the time to advocate for you. So you got to be, you got to be your biggest champion, you know? And we're living in an age uh, and it goes beyond music. And I, I think, you know, obviously we're, we're hoping it's mostly musicians here listening and industry folks, but we're living in an age where we've hit kind of peak talk of oversaturation online. Like, you know, oh, well, I can't get my voice through. It's too much static. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Every, you're still going to have to do it. Uh, it just means you're going to have to work a little harder. Uh, and that goes across the board for any industry. Um, and it's important. And again, you don't have to fatigue, get fatigued. Uh, and you don't have to share every detail of your life. But you're not standing to gain much by avoiding it. Awesome. Do you guys have anything else before we wrap up? Aside from, don't forget to check out TuneCore Social. TuneCore Social 2.0 is launching today, the day that we're Ooh. we're launching this podcast. Yeah, it's going to be a really game changer in, in terms of how you um, you you grow your career as an artist. Uh, not only do we have all these awesome social features uh, that allow you to post content and schedule content and and uh, you know track all of your analytics, but you can also check your your TuneCore balance and look at your your streaming and and uh, and sales data, which is awesome. So it's really an all-in-one solution for um, to help independent artists manage their careers, um, and uh, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, especially because I, I mean, now with smartphones, some people don't even need. I know that some of our customers don't have computers. I don't have a computer at home, so like having that the ability to do all that stuff on your phone is really awesome. Um, I would encourage anyone who's listening to check out our uh, TuneCore blog. It's TuneCore.com slash blog. Pretty simple. Um, we have tons of social media uh, tips and advice from uh, all over the place. You know, from TuneCore artists who we just discovered were kind of crushing it on social in one way or the other. Um, and, you know, if you see something from even like 2015, it's like a lot of that stuff is still relevant. So check it out. Um, and we're always constantly trying to offer new practical advice and tips for artists at any level. So um, check out our stuff on, on specifically on social media marketing. And you might, you know, find some other cool stuff you like as well. Yeah, we have an education series that we'll, we'll be launching as part of this, um, the launch of TuneCore, TuneCore uh, Social Pro. So you can see different videos where, where um, we help you know, artists um, really hone their strategies to, to market themselves online. And uh, we also have a, um, a social media guide um, PDF that will be distributed as well. So for people who are just starting or, or even if you are experienced, you can go to the guide and, and get some great tips. Yeah, if you want to see either uh, the video or the PDF guide, you can go to tunecore.com slash social. Um, and you can also check out more information about TuneCore Social, the product. Um, you guys have anything else before we wrap up? 
Download that app. Download the app. So don't forget to follow us on social media at TuneCore. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to use TuneCore to distribute your next release worldwide. Worldwide. Worldwide.